All right. Hello and welcome to the Shoreline Podcast. This is episode one. This one's definitely going to be rough. It's definitely not going to be the best episode we've ever done, uh, but we're just getting things started and we're trying this out. So, uh, like I said, episode one, my name is Jared. And I'm Ben. And we are photographers and videographers located uh, in two different cities, uh, Sandusky, Ohio, and Cincinnati, Ohio. And we are running a company called Shoreline Media that is all centered around uh, doing business and branding and commercial work for companies in Northern Ohio. So, Shoreline Podcast, what's it about, Ben? This one? Yeah. All right. Well, this one's about basically, um, what's this one about? <laughs> I don't remember. What's the podcast about? Not this episode. Yeah. The podcast? Mm-hmm. Like this episode of the podcast. No, just the podcast overall. What we do? What? What is the podcast about? Y- you do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the podcast, this podcast is all about running a business and entrepreneurship, wedding photography, videography, all of the things that we do uh, through our two companies, One Up Creative and Shoreline Media. This podcast is just about that. And uh, we're going to talk about all aspects of running a business and hopefully eventually get to a point to where we can start meeting some other people who are running businesses here in Northern Ohio. So uh, this episode... (laughs) because it's our first episode we kind of have to give the background and so today we're going to be talking about our history as a company how shoreline media came to be how our other company one up creative came to be and all of the other things that we have going on in our lives and and kind of how we got to where we are yeah all right so uh let's start it off ben um i don't know if it's going to be right for you to start (laughs) off first because you kind of came in a little bit later than I did uh, so then I'll have you I'll have you lead then and you can ask me questions and then I'll lead in and then when we get to your part we can kinda reflect off the questions I asked yeah okay alright so well Jared what basically first got you into starting this whole business thing going on here okay um, the answer to that is YouTube uh, we got into this doing YouTube, and that's where we're going to kind of jump into things here as far as history. Uh, I grew up, uh, I'm 24 years old now, I grew up in when I was 12, I got my first uh, email, and when I got my first email, basically the day after I got my first email as a 12-year-old kid, uh, I signed up for a YouTube account, because I loved watching YouTube, and I don't know, there was something that just fascinated me about it. And so... I got this first YouTube account, and within a few months, I had like put together like a, a video game video because I used to play a lot of Need for Speed, and I was like <laughs> super. <laughs> I love how that's the part you you think that's good. Um, I was super into Need for Speed, and I got into making Need for Speed videos because my friend Nick, who is Ben's brother, um, at the time, he was not able to see me play Need for Speed because his parents, who are also happen to be Ben's parents, 
would not let me over to or would not let Nick over to my house to come play Need for Speed. So I made videos so that he could see the game because I would talk about it constantly and I wanted him to see it. So uh, I made these Need for Speed videos and eventually I recorded one on my computer and uh, we didn't have high speed internet. So I wasn't ever actually able to upload any videos. Uh, but one day uh, we were on a vacation and we were staying in a hotel for one night. It was not the destination of where we were going, um, but it was just like our overnight stop. So we had internet at this particular hotel. I had my little laptop with me. And so I got on YouTube and since I had a high speed internet, I'm like, you know what? I want to try uploading a video. Okay. So I just like selected one of these little video clips that I had made and I never intended for anybody to really view them. They were just for my friends. Um, but I uploaded this clip uh, just to see if I could get something to upload. And I didn't think it worked because it was going super slow and I said it had like 7,000 minutes or something left <laughs> on the upload. So I was just like, there's no way this is gonna get done. So I just like left my laptop there and went to bed, woke up the next morning, didn't even look at it. I just closed it and I went home. Um, went on the vacation and then went home. Fast forward a few weeks later. So we were like way at the beginning here. Uh, fast forward a few weeks, you know, back then on YouTube, this is 2008. So this is like the infancy of YouTube. Fred was the biggest YouTuber yeah, at I this time. High <laughs> pitched all the freaking time being yeah. the most idiotic person. Yeah. Fred was the, <laughs> the big name on YouTube at this time. And so back then on YouTube, you could have what were called friends. Uh, basically, you know, you could subscribe to channels, which you still do today, but then friends were channels that you weren't subscribed to, uh, but you could still basically have like in a context list of people that you could direct message on YouTube. Uh, so if you subscribe to a channel, you couldn't necessarily message them, but by friending them, you could. You can't do that anymore? Nope. That would've been awesome nowadays, honestly. You can just directly message. Well, the problem is that some channels got so big they'd get so many yeah oh okay i see yeah Alrighty. um so I'd, I'd love for them to implement a way to make it work but this particular implementation wouldn't work anymore so uh i had some friends on there who were my family members i had some cousins and they were on my friends list and so i was hanging out at one of my cousin's house a few weeks after this vacation and then she says, hey, Jared, I saw your video on, that you uploaded to YouTube. And I said, what? I didn't upload a video. She says, yeah, you did. It, <laughs> I saw it, was, it came into my thing. And I'm like, oh. So I went to my YouTube later on and found out that the video, after all, had uploaded. <laughs> and it was public. And my cousin saw it. I had a whole, like, seven views on this video. Which, Is that gone now? No, it's still up. It's still up. It's still the up. First video. My first video I ever uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> still up. It's called My Evo Drifting in Tokyo Drift. And it was me playing Need for Speed Most Wanted. And I had a, an Evo that I had customized to look like the one in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. And I was doing some very, very crappy drifting in <laughs> this video. You probably thought you were I thought I was amazing. hot stuff. And... <laughs> So I had started making like Need for Speed centric videos. And at that time, Need for Speed, because uh, YouTube was such a smaller place, there were legitimate communities within YouTube. 
and you would see the same people like now you see like oh like big youtubers in the same communities but you like you would see just regular users in the same communities and i could go to any for speed video and see six or seven people that i knew in the comments because we were all interacting together so there was like a thousand of us in this little need for speed community and we all watched each other's videos and so i was heavily involved in that community making need for speed videos but eventually um, the kind of spearhead of that community, uh, a YouTube user named Commander Tomalak, and I had a whole thing. We'll probably talk about that some other time. Um, but me and Commander Tomalak uh, had a thing, and then shortly after that, Commander Tomalak uh, decided to stop uploading videos to YouTube after a significant amount of backlash from the community involving this whole thing that Commander Tomalak and I did. Um, so, after Commander Tomalak stopped uploading Need for Speed videos, the Need for Speed community basically died off. <laughs> so, around that time uh, was when we started 1UP Film Crew. Okay? Yep. So, now we're getting to the infancy of how this whole 1UP Creative thing came about. Because I like making these YouTube videos so much, um, at the time... I had a camera that I could record with, but most of everything I made was video games. I was recording my screen, not my face. And the reason for that is because this camera that I had was a DV camera. For you guys that don't know what DV is, that, that's film. It's an actual tape that you are recording to, and it's a lot harder to work because... But you did use it a few times for I your, did use it a few YouTube. times. If you guys watched the first... Well, no. Um, what was that? The one video, black and whites, on Bemis Road. Mm -hmm. It's called Youth of a Nation. Youth of a Nation. Yep. We're gonna get to that. Um, the reason that I did not record many videos before um, was because with a DV camera, uh, I had to actually take the tape and convert it into something that I could upload to YouTube, and that's a process. But first time I ever did anything I would consider artistic was a short film. Uh, which is called Youth of the Nation. It's still up. You guys can watch it. It sucks, but you can watch it. Because um, I've always been a believer in that there's most of the things... Uh, I'm not the type of person who gets embarrassed by my history, by my past. Uh, so most everything I still leave up. There's a few things that we've privated over the years for Copyright. what I consider yeah. obvious reasons. And obviously, we're not going to tell you guys what those reasons are. No. Um, but most everything I've uploaded, I've left available to watch so that people can see how much I sucked and how much I still suck. Um, so Youth of the Nation, you can go watch. It's like an eight-minute short film, and it's shot in black and white. And I, I remember I shot that all myself. It was a complete solo film. And it, basically, I would set up a tripod, go shoot my shot, and I would be in it. I would walk across screen, and then I would just I cut the video together. After I pulled it all off of my tape and put it onto my desktop, made the whole video black and white except for the end. Um, and again, this whole video sucks. But at the end, uh, I was shooting outside, and uh, my friend Nick was across the street from where I was shooting, hanging out with my other friend Nathan. Uh, and they were just hanging out, and so I was shooting. After I finished shooting, I went over there, and I was telling them what I was doing. You know, I was like, make oh, yeah, I was making this video, uh, like a short film. 
And we were all kind of fascinated by the idea of like doing this whole short film thing. And there wasn't any real reason behind it, but um, we were just interested in it. And we wanted to make something kind of goofy and fun. Um, so now we're going to jump from this first short film kind of to a side story simultaneously while this was happening. Um, <clears throat> and for anybody who's ever met with me as a client before has probably heard this story because I, uh, I tell this story to all of my clients. But this is a story of how I got into photography uh, because th the other side of this story was how we got into videography. Photography. And this is how we got into <laughs> photography. <laughs> photography. <laughs> <laughs> photography photography <laughs> is like like a foe like yeah you know, that's an what enemy, i was thinking yeah an enemy yeah. um so photography happened uh back when i also was about 12 i had a myspace account um, oh man so the whole time this was going on i had a myspace account and back then you know people still took selfies that was a thing back then but cell phones weren't a thing back then so if you wanted to take a selfie you didn't just like hold your phone up and take a selfie you had to get an actual camera and then people would take the camera and hold it up and take a picture of themselves with the camera and the problem with that is that cameras or in a mirror yeah. or in a mirror yeah. you can't look at yourself through the back of a camera screen because like flip out screens weren't a thing back then and then if you had if you had a cell phone at the time that had a camera, you always had that little tiny uh, mirror ball next to the camera, which actually acted to see where you were kind of aiming at. A Not a bit. lot of digital cameras had those. No, but like phone camera phones did. Well, camera phones were barely a thing. Yeah. Um. So flip phones. So if you wanted to take a picture of yourself for your MySpace, you had to actually hold the camera up and take a picture of yourself. So I was 13, and I wanted a new profile picture. And the profile picture I was using, I was like 10 in that profile picture. And I'm 13 now. I, I'm not a dweeb like I was when I was 10. <laughs> so I need a new profile picture so that everyone knows I'm not a dweeb. Uh, spoiler alert, I was still a dweeb. <laughs> um, but me being so heavily ingrained in my life just being sucked into YouTube... I was watching YouTube videos on how to Photoshop stuff. And I was watching all these videos on how to Photoshop stuff. And I got it in my head that, you know, my most MySpace profile picture, I wanted to Photoshop stuff. Okay. So I wanted to Photoshop my MySpace picture. So I went to my dad and I told him, I said, hey, dad, I think I want to get Photoshop. And so he said, well, that's pretty convenient because I just brought the DVD home from work the other day. Um, so he went over to his drawer and he pulled out the DVD and it said Photoshop CS or it said Adobe CS3 Master Collection. Oh, CS3. Yeah. All righty. So I installed a whole bunch of Adobe software. I had no clue what I was doing, <laughs> but I started it watching the Photoshop <clears throat> tutorials and then I grabbed my parents tripod grab my parents little point-and-shoot camera it was a kodak easy share camera five megapixels and i went out into our front yard sat down on the bricks set the camera on a 10 second timer and i took a picture of myself and i tried to look as cool as i could because i was 13 not a dweeb anymore and <laughs> still so <a> dweeb. <laughs> still a dweeb i'm a dweeb 24 years old still a dweeb <laughs> hasn't changed i'm not getting anywhere 
But I took a picture of myself. Uh, I actually took two or three, and then I went inside, got on Photoshop, and started following these tutorials. Uh, specifically, I can remember, it's the same guy that I told you and Ryan to both watch, Ben. Uh, his name's Tutvid. His name's Thano Dodson. He's a great guy, and uh, he's been doing videos for that long. He's been around a long time doing Photoshop tutorials, and I highly recommend him. He's great. But that's how I learned. Him and another YouTuber called PhotoGavin. PhotoGavin taught me a lot about the photography side of things, and Tutvid taught me a lot about the Photoshop side of things. And that's what I did. Basically every day for like two months, I would go out every single day and take a picture, and then I would come back inside, and then I would just Photoshop it. And I was not doing good jobs. I was doing real crappy photoshops, crappy edits, but I thought it was awesome. And I would change my profile picture on Mindspace and I would upload all this stuff. And I was hugely emo at this time. And I was like so depressed and all that crap, which that's a whole nother episode, not getting into that. <laughs> but I would take selfies of myself on a tripod. And that's how I kind of got into this was basically I was taking selfies and then we're going to jump back from this now uh, because we're going to jump back over to the video side of things because we're trying to keep kind of the timeline reasonable here um, so again this is 2008 2009 maybe now we're into uh, 2009 was when I got my first uh, non DV video camera because now I had it in my head that we wanted to start making some more of these short films so I begged my parents to let me buy a Samsung MX-10, I think it was. And it's this little red camera. I'm pretty sure I have it sitting up on my shelf still. I still have this camera. And it shot uh, 720, or, yeah, 720 by 360 interlaced video. Horrible quality, horrible dynamic range. It always overexposed. But that was what we had. And the benefit to this camera was that it shot onto an SD card. So I could just pop the video out, put it on my computer, and edit it. So me, being 13 years old, having this, I had it in my head. I was going to try out using Premiere Pro CS3 for the what, first time. What computer did you have? What computer did I have? I had a Sony Vio. I don't remember the model name. Oh, you used a laptop? No. It was a desktop. Sony Vio used to be a whole line of computers. Oh. Yeah. Now it's like just laptops, but it used to be like Sony Vio desktops, Sony Vio AIOs, Sony Vio laptops. Like they had all these computers. But now it's like just laptops and Sony doesn't really make desktops anymore. I had a Sony Vio desktop. It had a uh, single core hyper-threaded Pentium 4 at 4.2 gigahertz. Oh, wow. That's really good for a Pentium 4. Yeah. I mean, those Pentium 4s were blazing fast. At the time, yeah. Yeah, they were fast little processors. So, it was not the greatest processor in the world, but it was able to handle my, my little videos. But Premiere Pro CS3 at that time... Um, <laughs> trying to edit videos I, on that. Like how you just said it was blazing fast, and then you said, that's not the best processor in the world, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so, I edited a few of these videos, and then we shot, Nick and I shot the first short film as 1UP Film Crew, 
while you know while youth of the nation was released on one up film crew it was not the first short film we shot as one up film crew um by the way this was one up film crew with a k yes and i'm gonna get into why it was named that right after i talk about the short film that we shot um the short film that we shot it's called project kill me it basically is Nick and I, and we are shooting guns at each other for no reason. <laughs> and in the end, I shoot him in the head. <coughs> um, so that's that's the summation of the video. It's not good. It sucks, like most of our videos do. Uh, but we made it, and that was like July 2010. That's 2010? Mm-hmm. I thought it was older than that, honestly. It might be 2009, but I think it's 2010. So, at this time... We were shooting this short film, and we had started this thing, and we called it 1UP Film Crew, because I had my personal YouTube channel where I was uploading my video game stuff and some of these, what I'd call tech videos, because I was trying to be like Tutvid, and I was trying to be like Photo Gavin, and I was trying to be like the tech community on YouTube at that time, which <clears throat> there was a leader of, was a guy named VV Comp Help, VV was his username. His actual name is Jerry Gonzalez. He's now an IT uh, administrator in a college in California. I think one of the University of California campuses. Super nice guy. Uh, I follow him on Instagram still. And really? and he's still a super nice dude, but he doesn't really make a whole lot of YouTube videos anymore. Um, but he was the leader of the tech community at that time. And so I was trying to be like him. And so, uh, we had these two channels and I had my personal channel where I was doing that stuff. And then I had this one up film crew channel where I was trying to do that stuff. So when we were trying to come up with this short film channels name, uh, Nick and I and Nathan, I said that in the wrong order, but Nick, Nathan, and I, uh, were sitting on the school bus and we figured we wanted to name this channel, something that carried a little value to us. We were all kind of nerds. Like I said, I'm a dweeb. And so we named it after basically video games. So the one up in one up film crew came because we wanted it to be like a one up from Mario. Um, so we named it one up film crew, but we decided that because we were 13 and we were dweebs, still dweebs, <coughs> we decided that uh, having a C in crew was just not cool enough. So we decided to go with a K. <laughs> so, um, that was the name we went with for this channel. And then we made our first short film under it. And we ended up uploading my short film, Youth of the Nation, to it as well. But uh, the first video that we shot was this Project Kill Me. We called it Project Kill Me because when I was editing the video, I didn't have a name for it. So I just named it Project Killem. Kill was the video file's name on my computer. So when I uploaded it to YouTube, I still didn't have a name for it. So I just named it Project Kill Me. And we were planning on changing the name, and we just never came up with another name <laughs> for it. So that was our first video shot as 1UP Film Crew. Okay. So now things are starting to pick up. So we're going to jump back over to the photo side of the story because things kind of split in two, but they kind of merge together because this whole time things are 
intertwined in a way. So, uh, I was doing all these emo selfies of myself, photoshopping them, and I was uploading them to MySpace, and now Facebook, because it's like 2009, 2010, MySpace was dying out, Facebook was coming on its rise. And so, I was on MySpace and Facebook editing these pictures, and I was doing a lot of Photoshop. Now we had these two channels, and I needed to make some graphics for them. So, because I had so many Photoshop channels that I followed, obviously a Photoshop channel is going to have a nice graphic. So a lot of times they do tutorials on how to like make graphics and stuff. So I'd also started watching these tutorials on how to do graphics, especially VV Comp Help VV had a tutorial, a lot of graphic tutorials that I was following on how to make graphics in Photoshop. So me thinking I was some expert designer made graphics for my personal channel as well as one up film crew. And we have probably been through 30 or 40 graphics or logos and graphics and stuff for these channels over the course of a year. Cause I was just constantly making new ones. I always was like trying to make better stuff at the same time. I was doing that. I was also watching these tech channels and all of the tech YouTubers had their own websites because we were nerds and that's what nerds do. So they used a thing called ucause.com. It's ucoz.com. You can still go to it. It still exists. And it's basically like a Wix or uh, like a Squarespace or like anything else of these website companies where you design your own website. And then after you design it, you get like your website's name dot ucause.com or dot Wix.com <clears throat> dot Squarespace.com, that type of thing. So all these tech YouTubers all used UCAUSE. Now the thing about UCAUSE was that you could actually still customize it entirely through the HTML if you wanted to. It had a backend where you could control things through like a template and all that if you wanted to do it, but you could also go straight into the HTML and customize it completely if you wanted to do that. So me, I, I wanted to make my website a little unique. So what I was doing with my template is, you know, the templates came with some graphics and these were very like HTML 1.0 websites. They're not like HTML5 today. Um, so they're older style websites. So they would have images over top of the different sections on the website. And I wanted to change these images to my own so I can make my website unique instead of just picking one of the base templates, modify it a little bit. So. I wanted to modify mine to have my own custom images, so I had to go into the HTML in order to do this. I had no clue what I was doing. Just straight up. I did not know what I was doing. But I searched around and I figured out how to read the HTML only to the extent that I was able to basically change these images out. That's all I was able to do, but I learned HTML to that extent. I learned a little bit more as time went on, how to change some titles and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't learn much. So there's distinctly four different things going on at this time. <coughs> I apologize for my coughing. Um, we are starting our little short film thing, making these little short film videos. 
Simultaneously, I'm also doing my emo selfies. Simultaneously, <laughs> I'm learning how to run websites and learning how to design graphics. All kind of starting around the same time period. All right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 2010. Uh, like I said, got this Samsung MX10 video camera. And then for my birthday, uh, my parents wanted to surprise me because they knew I had been taking all these pictures with their camera. So they wanted to get me a big boy camera for my birthday. When was this? This was July 2010. Okay. So my birthday is July 27th. And on like July 21st or something, they gave me this camera. It was a Canon Rebel XTI. And still at that, that time... Yeah, still have it. XTI. Still that works. Wow. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> um, so this camera uh, was 10.1 megapixels up to ISO 1600 at max. It was the max ISO it could do. And I... I was kind of blown away because, like, this is a cool camera. The big bummer, though, was that it could not record video. And I was really, I thought it could, but it couldn't. Mm. And I spent days reading through the manual trying to figure out how to record video on this camera. Couldn't do it. The T1i, which came right after the T, the XTI, was the first Canon camera that could record video. So they got oh man. <laughs> so I got the I got the last model that didn't have video capabilities. Mm. So uh, I had this camera, and basically the day I got it, I was like, okay, I want to go take one of my emo selfies. And so I got the camera onto the tripod, went out there, and the problem was that on on a camera like that, uh, my my parents the camera that I had been using this point and shoot, when you would go out there and stand there, the way it would autofocus is right before the picture was taken, it would autofocus. Now, obviously, on a, a DSLR like the XTI was, you you focus your image before you walk out. So I couldn't focus on myself because I had to walk out there to take a picture of myself in order to focus on myself. Mm -hmm. So I found out it was basically impossible for me to do my emo selfies. <laughs> Hugely disappointed. Had this camera for 24 hours. Found that out. <coughs> Take some water here. <laughs> Dripping it on myself. Yeah, you spilling <laughs> it too. Okay. So, because I couldn't take my email selfies anymore, I'm like, oh, I got this camera. You know, I kind of like the picture thing. So, I just started taking pictures of other stuff. Started taking, taking pictures of leaves and started taking pictures of the sun and, you know, like... The same stuff that literally anybody does when they start taking pictures. Mm -hmm. Like, just basic picture-taking stuff. And started taking pictures of my brothers, my parents. Started taking pictures of my family. And when I hung out with my cousins and my grandma, wherever I would go and I was taking pictures. Because I had this big old camera and I thought I was hot stuff. And so I was taking pictures. <laughs> like I Hot stuff. Hot stuff. <laughs> and so I had the camera for like two weeks at this point. And my yeah. dad, you know, he had a friend um, who basically wanted to get me in on a wedding. 
he just wanted to, you know, have me come along. I wasn't getting paid anything. I was 14, 15 at this time. Um, shortly after my girlfriend and I had started dating. This is around the same time. Wow. And, mm-hmm. and so he wanted to take me along to this wedding. I remember texting my girlfriend in the car as I left with him. And he was basically like, so that's your girlfriend, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was making fun of me for like dating as a 15 year old and stuff. Um, he's like, but now you're married to her. Now I'm married to her. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm married to her. And so we went and shot this wedding and I had no clue what I was doing. I was a total introvert growing up, a dweeb. And so that was my first experience shooting a wedding. Um, but I never really considered that because I really wasn't involved in shooting the wedding. I was just kind of there and I just kind of tagged along. Most of the time I think I got in the way more than I was actually helping. But I did this wedding, quote unquote, as a 14 year old. And so then I came back from that and went back to my normal stuff. So now jumping back over to the whole video side of things, uh, we had been making these little short films, basically like one a week for a while, doing stupid videos called Backstage Crash alongside all of these short films. To kind of pair along, we would talk about how we made the short film. Woo! <coughs> <coughs> that probably it's just a- ruined the audio. What? You're back scratching. Oh, man, I felt good. I'm, we're against a brick wall, and I'm like, my back's itching. I'm just going <coughs> to against it, the wall. <laughs> so... We've been making these videos like every week, making all these short films. We called them short films. They really sucked. They were just crap. Um, most of them are still up. Feel free to go watch them. And <clears throat> so then, as time went on, uh, basically things went on this way until about 2012. Two years. I was just taking pictures of stuff, and we were making these little crappy short films and skits and just funny, goofy, dumb videos. So 2012, I was now in high school. Nick was now in high school. Nathan, um, during that time period, had actually gone through a tragedy with his dad. His dad, um, there's a whole situation behind this. This probably could be a whole episode on its own. Uh, But the short of it is is basically that Nate and his dad went fishing, uh, and they happened to stumble upon a dead body while they were fishing. And found out that this body was a girl in, who had been murdered. And that took a heavy mental toll on his dad. And because of the mental toll, his dad lost his job. Uh, shortly after he lost his job, his dad got stage four cancer and died. So over the course of six months, Nate lost his dad. And uh, because of all that, Nate had to move back to his family in Columbus. At least that's how I understood it as a 15 year old kid. If you ask Nate, he might explain it a little bit differently or a little bit better. Um, but I was 15. That's how I understood it. <clears throat> so Nate was no longer doing this so much with Nick and I, but he was still doing it once in a while uh, when he was up here because he still had his old house across the street from my house. Um, and they were prepping it to get ready to sell. So he was up here like two or three times a month and we would hang out then and shoot videos. But eventually 
he was basically just in Columbus full time. So, um, 2012-ish rolled around, and I had gotten a new big boy camera. I had finally upgraded my big boy camera. And my new big boy camera was a Canon 60D. Oh, I was really good at the time, too. That was a top-notch camera at the time. I was not expecting... I told my parents I wanted a camera. I was. I didn't tell them I wanted a 60D. Um, I wasn't expecting a, something that fancy. But at the time, like that was a $1,000 camera. And that's a lot of money for a present for someone my age. Um, hugely grateful to my parents for that. Uh, and my grandparents, of course, had a huge part in that. That was the only present I got that year for Christmas. And... Um, I don't know. I feel like I sound like a spoiled brat when I say that because that is it. A thousand dollars is a lot of present. It is. I don't even get that much now. <laughs> so, oh, wow. yeah, that's a, that was a big deal, and so I got this big boy camera. And the thing about the 60D was not only was it way better photo quality than I could do on my XTI, but it also could shoot video. And that's where things started to change for us because the video quality of this camera was legit. (laughs) Yeah. And the YouTube community at that time was kind of evolving. And like that was where quality really started to play a part in a YouTuber's career. Like YouTubers were actually buying cameras like the 60D and like the Canon 7D, like the Canon T2i to make videos with. So... I was now one of these YouTubers that had a quality camera. And so we started making more of these videos and we were still kind of doing the same stuff. But now um, we started looking towards trying to make kind of more professional looking videos, more stylistic videos instead of just fun ones, stuff that looked cool. So it was less funny and more serious as far as visually speaking. So then 2013 comes around, and this is where uh, 1UP Film Crew kind of rolled into a new company called 1UP Studios. The reason why is because we made 1UP Film Crew when we were 12, and we just didn't really feel the name fit super well anymore. And so we were coming up with a new name, and we wanted to stick with the whole 1UP thing, but we went with 1UP Studios. And we changed the number one in 1UP to O-N-E-U-P, which still exists in 1UP Creative today. So, um, 1UP Studios was the new company name. And then I was, basically it was 2013, I could drive now. So I was like, quote unquote, an adult. Nick and I had started a show called Level Up, where we would... Basically, it was like a vlog. And we still do level up today. It's like, we describe it as like the, the meeting point between a reality show and a vlog. Um, so, uh, we were basically doing all kinds of stuff in this show. And at the time, I was interning at my church. I was working uh, my part-time job at a nursing home. And then I would intern at the church doing graphic design. Because this whole time, alongside the whole photo video stuff we were doing, I was working on my graphic design skills. So I was doing graphic design 
at my church. And so <clears throat> I was helping out with that. My boss was my youth pastor. His name's Joe. Great guy. Joe comes up to me at my desk and he says, hey, uh, my wife is a photographer and she's going to be shooting a wedding here soon. Um, and she's talking about needing an assistant. Would you want to help her out? She'll pay you a hundred bucks. Me being 16, 17 years old. I'm like, yeah, hundred bucks. Freaking awesome. That <laughs> want a hundred bucks. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll shoot that for a hundred bucks. So I helped her out with this wedding. Got there. It was a 12 hour day and it was so much work. I remember I, I did this whole wedding and I did the whole wedding on a manual focus Tamron 28 to 75 lens. Cause I didn't have any autofocus lenses at this time. So I shot the whole wedding on that. And most of my photos were out of focus. I edited them and sent Joe's wife, like a hundred pictures at the end of the wedding. She loved them. She thought I was so artistic and I was a better photographer than her and all this crap. Um, she's but making you feel good. She's making me feel good. She's playing me up. And so I went home after this wedding. I didn't go home. I went to my then girlfriend's house, now wife. Um, <laughs> and I remember I was like, you know, I was dressing like all black clothes because when I did my first wedding in 2010, after two weeks of having a camera, that was my impression from photographers that you wore black clothes and you just blended into the background and like, you were not supposed to be noticed as a photographer. Mm. I understand now it's not like that at all, uh, but that was my impression at the time. And so I was dressed in my all-black dress clothes. I went to her house after this wedding, and then I sat on the side of the bed. And I remember saying to her, I just I was sitting on the side of the bed, and I said, I don't think I can do this the rest of my life. Because I was just so tired. Like, I was worn out from a wedding day and I think Ben you could agree with me that it's tiring like it wears you out yeah and we'll probably do a whole episode on weddings we'll do plenty of episodes on weddings but a whole episode about this specifically um but yeah weddings totally it just wore me out and I said I don't think I could do this the rest of my life but around that same time um actually no I'll, t I'll tell this in a second but uh Two weeks after that, I remember texting Marlena, and I was like, okay, so when's the next wedding? Marlena is Joe's wife, by the way. Um, I remember texting her, and I said, okay, when's the next wedding? Because I was just like, I was hooked. I wanted to I wanted to be at another wedding. And I'd, 100 bucks, yeah. I'll, I'll do it for 100 bucks, even though it's so much work. To me, it was worth it, because I loved it. And I was craving it. So. Does that sound good to you? Hey, man. <laughs> he's shaking around our backup microphone <laughs> and it's making a noise does that sound good to you um so i was i was hooked i was like i want to shoot more of these wedding things and that was my first experience really doing any kind of photography for money same time uh joe and his wife asked nick and i to come and shoot a video for uh them and I'm not really going to go into what the video was about, but they wanted to meet me and Nick to come and spend a couple hours and shoot this video for them. And they paid us 20 bucks. And that was also around the same time. So the same summer, basically that I was doing this, 
we got paid for our first photo job and also our first video job. I got paid a lot more for the photo job than the video job, but the photo job was also a lot more work than the video one was. But that was our first experience saying like, wow, you know, you can get paid doing this stuff. And we had never experienced that before. So, uh, kind of going to jump through some stuff a little faster now that we got a lot of the background out of the way, because that's, that's kind of the most of the background as the company evolved. Um, Nick actually ended up leaving the company, uh, and then coming back and then leaving again. That's a whole story. Uh, but Nick is basically no longer a part of one up creative and I'm not going to get much into that. Um, but one up creative stuck with me as basically the only remaining member of the original company. Um, <clears throat> and we eventually evolved it from one up studios to one up creative because I felt like one up studios as a name for this company, uh, felt a little restrictive because, uh, a studio kind of sounds like a big faceless company. And I didn't want it to be a big faceless company. I wanted it to be a comp company that felt small, but felt like it could extend very far. Um, so because I had so many areas of things that I worked in, graphic design, web design, uh, photo photography and videography, like I was doing all of these areas, I felt like creative as a title was much more representative of all of those things. Whereas a studio felt like it, you either are doing videography or doing photography. Like you can, can't do both or more than just that. Like that's, that's how I felt about it. So I was doing, I changed the name from one up studios to one up creative, which it remains today. Um, <clears throat> in like 2015, as I was doing that, I was helping out Joe's wife with all the weddings that I could doing like five, six weddings a year. And I was getting a lot of experience in weddings cause I was just hooked on it and I love doing it. And so I was also starting to do stuff like senior photography because about this time was when I was graduating high school and I was had friends who were graduating. So we were doing seniors and I didn't do a whole lot, but I did a few. And those, that was my first experience, like doing photos for somebody without like another person there. And so, um, basically we, we went from there to, uh, once I graduated high school and I started college, uh, once I started college, I was basically like, you know, I'm going to have to get a job. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I want to take this whole photography thing seriously. You know, I want to, I, I actually want to do something with this. Um, so 2015, I booked my first solo wedding and it was through, uh, it was a couple named, uh, Samantha and Tyler still friends with me on Facebook, great people. And they, they trusted me to do their wedding. They loved my work. And so my friend Travis and I, uh, went and shot their wedding. Travis is a, also another photographer. Uh, he assists me on a lot of weddings still today. He's going to be assisting me on a number this year, along with Ben and Ryan. Um, and he helped me on this wedding and we went and shot it and it went great. And I was still in love with it. And it's so much more work when you're the primary photographer, but I still loved it and wanted to do more. Ooh, stomach there. 
Oh, yeah. So, basically, uh, on the video side of things, I was also trying to evolve the company. Um, and we started doing wedding video. Uh, Nick and I had actually booked our first wedding video package with a couple named Kira and Holden. Uh, they were people I knew from church, and they had uh, photographers who, over the course of this podcast, you will hear me talk a lot about a lot, a company called Style and Story Creative. Um, as a photographer and his wife named Ben and Les Hartley, uh, and again, probably will hear me talk about them a lot, because that was their photographers at this wedding, and that was my first kind of interaction with them and now ben uh runs a photography company in columbus ohio called style story creative and it is a huge photography company he's a, an amazing photographer but he also has a podcast uh called six figure photography where they talk a whole lot about stuff and i've learned a whole lot from him over the years so in future episodes you're probably gonna hear me mention him a lot so heads up there um but we did our first wedding video got paid five hundred dollars to do it hmm. and we shot this wedding for for kira and holden alongside photographers who were getting paid forty five hundred dollars to do it <laughs> <laughs> we had no clue what i what we were doing but i remember ben coming up to me during that wedding not ben this with me but ben hartley um and he said dude i really like your camera rig and my response to him was basically Thanks. We don't have the camera rig because it actually does anything. We have it because we want to look professional. And I realized as I, as I was saying that to a $4,500 photographer, how stupid I sound. Because I, I now realize like it doesn't really matter how professional you look because your, your product speaks for itself. And I look back on that video and it was like, it was okay, but it was not a great video. Um, but that was our first time ever getting paid $500 to do a wedding video. It's crazy. Simultaneously, I was still assisting my friend Marlena doing weddings. And then I shot my whole one wedding by myself. The next year, Marlena had started offering wedding videography onto her wedding packages. And then had me and Nick shoot the wedding video whenever she booked one. So she booked one uh, the, the following year. And we did that one. And then I also booked another wedding of my own. And so then, you know, things started to kind of pick up a little bit. 2016, though, was when it really started to get serious. Because in 2016 was when I was planning to get married to my wife. Um, and so as I was planning to get married, we had to really start taking things seriously. Because obviously, like, I'm not going to be living with my parents anymore. Um things are really going to start to change. And so we started basically treating one up creative less of like a hobby and more of a business. And so Nick was still a part of the company at this time. Like I said, he had left and then came back, uh, and then left again. So this is that interim when he was back, um, that we were doing all this, but he was, he was part of the company and we started attacking things from a more organized standpoint. We started getting contracts together and stuff like that. Um, and we wanted to treat this seriously because when I got married, our plan was to move to Cincinnati, my, my now wife. 
and I. Um, and this is August 2016 was when we moved. Um, so we were basically spent the entire year ramping up to that and trying to take the whole business part of this seriously. Um, so we started booking and trying to book more weddings of our own. So, um, 2017 was our first real successful year where I can actually say that we made money as a company because we started doing in 2017, we started doing a lot of commercial work for a friend of ours named Nathan. Um, he owns another company called anecdote productions, which we do a lot of stuff with. We'll probably, uh, talk a lot about him in future episodes but we started talking to him um now we're going to jump back a little bit to 2016 ish um because it was 2015 uh and, and maybe that's where we'll start um because i wanted to give you kind of the preface of this whole ramp up thing and they'll give you the whole uh the piece in there about nick leaving and again, I don't want to get into why Nick left or anything. Uh, we might have, I might talk about it's issues with running a business in another episode. Um, but uh, the preface of Nick leaving uh, is where Ben's part comes in here. So we're going to jump back to 2015 and I'm going to kind of give the kickoff for Ben. Um, Ben's first experience, and I, and I want to remind you guys, Ben is Nick's younger brother. Uh I'm 24, Ben is 18, so Nick, Ben is six years younger than I am. <laughs> yeah. So, at this time, you know, I was 21, <coughs> that would have made you 15. So, Ben was a young guy. When was this in 2015? Yeah, this is 2015. Yeah, when was it in 15? Or May. May, so I would have been 14th time. 14. I, tur I turned 15 in July. Ben was a young guy, and it was weird for me as, like, an... Yeah, I guess at that time I would have been 19 or 20. So I was still an adult hanging out with this 14-year-old. Um, so again, <laughs> this is weird. Sound a little weird. It's weird. <laughs> I'm not going to try to deny that. It's weird. But Ben uh, is my little brother's friend. Um, ben and I are obviously now really close friends. But at the time, Ben was my little brother's friend. And Ben was always into computers. Me, being a nerd, I was also always into computers. So, yeah, one thing I did, I'd, I'd come over here a lot to hang out with Chase, and then half the time I was here, I would l come down, because Jared lived in the basement, so I'd walk down there and basically ditch Chase and, <laughs> and talk to Jared. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you would, you came down here, and I remember specifically the the one time that we really hung out together was you were here for I think seven hours in total, and five of that seven hours you spent in my room <laughs> talking to me yeah. instead of hanging out with Chase upstairs, <laughs> and we were just talking about computers and stuff because that's what Ben was interested in. Obviously, I had a pretty heavy interest in it as well. Um, and that's what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. We talked about computers. So, um, and sorry if you could hear that. That's the water running. I don't know if you can or not, but <laughs> so, uh, 2015 comes around and I had started a channel called one up gaming to go along with our short film channel. We had another channel where I could do these gaming and tech videos. 
Uh, and that's actually our primary channel now. Most of our videos are on this channel. It's not 1UP Gaming anymore. It's called 1UP Connect uh, because now there's more tech than there is anything else. Uh, so we wanted to give it a name that kind of matched that a little bit better. But 2015 rolls around and I'm in college now and I had to do a college project for a class as a filmmaking class. Uh, and I was not a, I'm not a film major or anything like that, but it was just one of my electives. And as a filmmaking class, we had to make a short film. So I had my friend Ryan helping me out because he said he wanted to be in more videos. Um, because when he was in high school with me, uh, he took a, a theater class and he really liked it. So he said he wanted to try out more stuff like that. So Ryan was going to be our actor in this short film and I needed a guy to run sound. So I hit up this dude that happened to be my friend Nick's younger brother because at this time Nick didn't really want anything to do with 1UP Creative. Mm -hmm. So I hit up Ben and asked Ben to be my sound guy. This is where you talk, man. Wait, wait. Ugh. Okay, yeah, that's right. Okay, um, this was... Is this the South Point video? Yep. Okay, South Point Pier. This is a basically the first short film I actually really got into. Um, I got into one a long time ago before that, which was... Um, uh, I, I think it was, I don't remember what it was called. It was zombies and invaded the oh yeah the that campsite was, yeah, but um, that was also one I got into. But my one I officially basically got into the company and start doing stuff with them was this video, the South Point Pier, and um, yeah, I did sound. And I also did a few bystander too. And uh, at the one point mm -hmm. when we were out there, and, um. At first, I was like, all right, I want to try to be as professional as I absolutely can because, honestly, I didn't know, really know what I was doing. But I was going for the ride and learning and basically loving every bit of it because, I mean, I was with Jared and then other people. I mean, I always really liked to be with them. So um, that was a absolute thrill for me. And then, um, and basically, yeah, I got into that point and then after that it started ramping up from there we i finally went camping with them for the first time um because they, they usually do the annual trips um nick would still go camping with us but um <coughs> after he was after that he wasn't really in yeah one up creative mm -hmm. anymore but um so then like 2016 came around and uh and at this time nick this is like 2015 nick really wasn't involved 2016 nick was involved again so it was nick ben ryan and myself that were all doing the whole one-up creative thing we started to take this a lot more seriously and we would have meetings where we would talk about stuff and try to come up with video ideas and ways to kind of make this uh a two-faced thing because our one face was our YouTube stuff and then our other face was the business stuff which was mostly wedding photography which was all on me because they weren't doing wedding photography and then there was the whole like commercial video side of things which we weren't doing a lot of but we were trying to make something of mm -hmm. 
So 2016, we spent a lot of time building that. And then August, I got married and we moved to Cincinnati. And when we moved to Cincinnati, uh, we started doing video calls on Google Hangouts. And so when we started doing these video calls, like we try to do it like every, twice a week or something, have a, a group call where everybody got on and would talk talk shop on one up creative. I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. sometimes when you're talking for an hour and one minute. Yeah, we've so. been talking for quite some time at this point. Yeah. Um, but uh. yeah, so we, we had just been doing these twice weekly calls, um, trying to make one up creative into something serious. And at the same time, we're finally starting to book some more weddings and I'm trying to, I'm doing my own and I've been doing weddings for years now, uh, assisting. So I had a lot of experience doing them and I know how they go. Um, so we just started taking a one up creative seriously. And since now I had years of graphic design, I had years of photography and years of video design, uh, I kind of jumped back to the whole, oh yeah, I once did HTML back with the whole UCAUSE site on my personal thing. All the way back then, I did HTML. Uh, so we needed a website for the whole 1UP Creative thing. Uh, so early 2016, I launched our first website, which I basically just developed um, using a template, and then I edited the HTML, changed out the images and all that stuff, just like I did back on UCAUSE, because I learned how to fi find the image in HTML and change it. <laughs> <coughs> and that's exactly what I did. I changed the website's images, and then later on, I did it on go going a little bit further and changing some colors and stuff too. I learned how to do that. But our, our initial website, I paid $10 for the domain from domain.com. Use coupon code FILMRIOT for 25% off and got uh, our first domain. Our domain's still hosted on domain.com. Mm. Uh, well, the domain is, but our website is hosted on a different company. Um, and. Yeah, so the website was it was up there, and I built it on web design. And that was my first time saying, "Oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe I could do web design." Mm -hmm. You know, this is a thing that's possible. So my first experience doing that was that summer. I was, uh, you know, while I was saving up money for this whole marriage thing, I was working uh, for a friend of mine. His name is Bob. A friend of friend of my family's his name's Bob. Uh, and he ran his own company. It was an alarm company, and they do like alarms in people's houses and stuff for like theft and burglary. Um, so I wanted to update his website because it was old and sucky. <laughs> um, so I just started working on his website since I now had experience doing my own. Like, let's do his too. So I started working on that, and I started getting a whole lot more experience. I'm like, well, maybe this whole website design thing could be part of. One up creative. Mm -hmm. So, um, 2016, we kind of developed all that. We said, okay, well, now we have skills in web design, graphic design, photography, <clears throat> and videography, and especially in wedding photography, because I had so much experience in assisting in wedding photography. Mm -hmm. So, 2017 um, was a time where Ben really started getting involved in the company because 2017 we did work for a company through our friend Nathan 
um, where Nathan was working at the time called Mercury Theater Company. Mm-hmm. Mercury Theater Company is a youth theater. They do also have an adult section of the theater. Uh, they do some adult shows, uh, but they also do a children's program. And this theater is a nonprofit, um, so they needed some grant money for 2018. Um, so what they wanted to do was have us record some of their shows so that they could archive them. So when they went to apply for the grants, they would be able to show these archives of the shows when applying for them. So they basically agreed to pay us to do these shows. And I needed someone who was reliable um, to come and help me shoot these shows Mm -hmm. when I would go and do them. And Ben, at the time, didn't have a job, which made it super easy for him to schedule a time to come and help me out on these shows. And I went and basically did every single one with Mercury that we did. Ow! That we mm-hmm. did. Youch! <laughs> I hit I hit my contusion on my elbow, man. Ah, God. Okay. Well. Anyway, what? What was I saying? You were talking about your experience with Mercury, man. All right. So yeah, I did that. Um. Yeah, I did that. Explain what the shows were. Explain. Okay. What you well, did. the shows. Um obviously musicals and uh some of them were actually parts of musicals just re- uh, kids would um sing to p- parts of all other musicals and just be a rendition of all different put together mm-hmm. and um uh this uh this whole thing was a big experience for me because it actually um really helped me get into like the the video making and video taking of everything and doing what I needed to do and um, mm-hmm. basically but this is before the weddings I started doing too so I wasn't as good with you know people yet mm-hmm. but um, at the time this is basically my whole big actual start to what I'm doing now with them and um, this whole thing like it, it did help a lot now I'm Doing whatever I, yeah. I'm, I'm trying I, it to ramble. You, it taught you about like the whole like professionalism side of things, and like yes. mm-hmm. you know, you had to learn how to balance. Oh yeah, I've got <clears> to do this, this, and this in the next fifteen minutes because they're going to start the show soon. Yes, you know, so you had to get in, get all this stuff set up, and it took some teamwork because like I could not just do it all myself, and Ben couldn't do it all himself. <laughs> like we had to have we, like a juggling act, uh, and we, we had to have some sort of language worked out together. We also had a few, a few bad mishaps. Oh, oh, we'll probably have to do a whole episode. Yeah, we'll do just a whole on episode that. on that one. Just be um, ready for that. One. Yeah, uh, but so we had this whole language and the first one was super rough because it was ben's first real time being out and doing this uh but then by the the end of the fifth show he we just had it down and we would come in and within like 20 minutes we could have a setup and running mm-hmm. so it was a great experience for you to like learn some of the whole profession and i learned a ton one, too one thing before that though it was actually um we would I actually went with Jared, I think, about two or three times up to Cleveland 
to Berea. For Nathan's thing. For Nathan's, uh, uh, we record things kind of for like commercials. Yeah, basically what he said. Yeah. But I went with him on those, and those were kind of the start. But yeah. I knew Nathan. Well, it was easy for me because I knew Nathan. He, I grew up next to him. He was my neighbor. Um, but now I'm working. But then this started working with people. I had no clue who they were. Um, and that's also the point. Yeah, I got really into this. And then after that, a wedding and whatever else. And that really started everything else. So, yeah. So, um, fast forward, basically 2017, the whole summer of 2017, we spent doing that stuff for Mercury. Mm. Um, end of 2017, I had my first uh, wedding photo gig that I had booked um, not on myself. It was still an assisting gig. But one that I would consider that I actually intended on making quality video because the other ones like we were trying our best but I didn't have the skills or the know-how to do it right and I knew with this video coming up at the end of 2017 I was prepped to, to do it right um, so I did a I really did what I thought was a good job on that video it's still on our website today if you guys wanted to go check it out um, which video is this it's Paul and oh geez i just lost her name his name's paul <laughs> i feel like crap now because i don't know i don't remember their name it's on our website well you've done a lot of them so so basically the, i i really liked the quality of this video and basically right after this is when nick left the company for good and now this whole company was starting to take shape. You know, we had done all this stuff for Mercury Theater. We were <laughs> it was doing starting stuff to take for, shape, and then, uh, then Riley, uh, Nick left, and yeah. then that kind that kind of slowed a few things down. But then, I mean, yeah, so, I started getting into it. Ryan as, really got into it since then, Ben had been helping me out all summer with all this stuff. You know, it was kind of the natural natural flow for him to to kind of take that place mm -hmm. um and then that's when ben really started taking up a lot of responsibility here in one up creative so um 2018 was a lot of the same we were really just growing and 2018 we we grew a lot uh it was the first time i booked multiple weddings of my own uh first time we did m multiple weddings of videography uh, we did ben did his first two full wedding videos uh, he had done a wedding video before last year, but it wasn't really what I'd consider a real wedding because it was just for a family thing. Um, so his first real wedding was last year. Uh, and, and we also did our first gig where we did both video and photo at the same time, which was a whole experience. Mm -hmm. But there's a whole lot of growth last year in 2018. And it was our first time where we could really say we made some serious money and by serious i think we made like eight thousand dollars for the whole year yeah um <clears throat> again not a ton of money but it gave us a lot of opportunity to say okay this is like this is becoming a real business you know there's there's been a whole ton of growing points over the course of this and and of course over the over the huge course of this podcast all of that stuff's gonna come out um but right now to kind of keep things on pace here uh 2018 there's just so much growth and we did so many uh weddings and stuff uh and then that brings us to now in 2019 
Uh, and basically to start off 2019, I wanted to set some goals. And now that we had been doing all this stuff, uh, the, the one thing I remember specifically from last year was I did a photo shoot where I had to buy uh, a backdrop, a roll of giant paper. Uh, and, you know, photographers use this paper all the time for backdrops. It's backdrop paper. And the paper is super expensive. It's a $150 roll of paper. Um, Jeez, but the so thing about this paper is that the, the roll is, I think it's a 10 foot wide roll of paper. It's a massive roll of paper. And it's so big that I couldn't fit it in our apartment down in Cincinnati. And so it's stored here in my parents' basement. I can actually see it from where we're sitting. Oh, that? Oh, my God. All right. It's this massive roll of paper. And I couldn't fit it in my apartment. And that was my first moment saying, you know, this this career, that this business that we're building um, is something that while... It's nice that we can do it right now out of our home. The equipment that we have to have in order to do this is just not eventually going to be able to fit in my little office anymore. Towards the end of 2018, we're kind of reaching that point where we have just so much stuff that it's getting hard to fit in our apartment. So when I set the goal, our goals for 2019, I was thinking about it and I said, you know, like, it's not that I need a studio. Um, to do what we do, because we're not at a level where we need a studio. We don't. Uh, and I want to be very clear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, this is going to be something we talk about more over the course of this podcast. But uh, I decided that we wanted to build some kind of studio. And we're not quite sure how it's going to work out yet. I actually have a whole podcast called Building a Business. It's kind of, uh, not podcast, a whole vlog series. All right, Ben. I'm going to keep talking. I have a whole vlog series called Building a Business. It's kind of the sister version, the the sister paired video vlog that goes along with this podcast. But we set this goal that we wanted to build a studio of some sort uh, over the next two years so that we have a place basically just to store all of this equipment. It doesn't need to be fancy doesn't need to be huge you know we don't need thousands and thousands of square feet we just need basically a small uh like a garage sized thing you know bigger than the 10 by 10 room that my office is in right now so that we can store all of this equipment and so that was the goal that we set at the beginning of the year simultaneously um, we were also evaluating one up creative as a company um, and because one of creative has been so like focused on wedding photography, that's been our bread and butter for so long for five years, I've been doing wedding photography. We had been over the course of 2017, 2018 on our website advertising that we also do graphic design, commercial video and website design and all this other stuff. We decided that it might be a little bit, uh, pushy as a brand and confusing to customers uh, to offer both wedding photography and all this other stuff on our website. So we decided to just make one up creative, just a wedding photography company. And so we only offer wedding photography and wedding videography now as one up creative. That's one up creative. It's a wedding photography and wedding videography company. Um, 
So that was that was our new thing for the new year. Uh, we said, okay, we want to build a studio within the next two years, and that's something we're working on now as a company. And along with this studio, uh, we also specialized one up creative as a wedding photography and wedding videography company. Welcome back, Ben. Uh, so, what up, Creative? Now that it was no longer offering these graphic design, web design services, my friend Nathan, who we've been doing a lot of the commercial work for, um, he asked me. He said, "Well, what are you going to do now? Uh, you know, you don't have the graphic design stuff up there, and obviously, you do a lot of that. So, what are you going to do now for that?" I said, "Well, you know, maybe we'll just launch like a separate little website for that stuff." Um, and so over the past few weeks, uh, Ben and I have been on our Google Hangout calls, our weekly Hangout calls, and we were talking about this. And so, you know, we were talking about what we wanted to do about offering this whole other side of things that we do without, you know, putting it within our main brand as our specialized uh, one-up creative company. So we, we threw around a few different names. Um, and the one that we settled on was Shoreline between Ben and Ryan and myself. That was what we determined would be the best name. Mm -hmm. And so Shoreline, the reason we chose that name was because since we're so ingrained in our market is Northeast Ohio, uh, that's both where we're from. We're from Northeast Ohio and it's, and it's a market that I believe in and I love being up by the lake. And I felt like it might make sense to just build a company that is just all about we that area. Live literally fifteen minutes from the lake. I mean yeah. some people live right next to it, but Yeah, I us, mean yeah. like we grew up with Cedar Point. Yes. <laughs> and if you're from the Midwest, you know Cedar Point because it's a big deal. And it's number one roller coaster park in the country. And so like I didn't realize how much I cared about that stuff until I moved three and a half hours away from it. So I felt like, you know, coming from that back to Northeast Ohio, when I get done with college and I move back here, I would love to have a company that's just, it's, it's not trying to be this big international brand that is in multiple states, multiple countries, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to be this brand built for the area where we're from it's not trying to be anything else it's a home brand and so we settled on shoreline media for the eerie shoreline mm -hmm. and that's how shoreline media came to be simultaneously we wanted to i said simultaneously a lot in this podcast <laughs> uh, we wanted to start a podcast where we could just basically talk about things like this uh, so we decided to start the Shoreline Media Podcast because we wanted to talk about our thoughts on all of this stuff because we think about, you know, the, the whole developing this Shoreline brand was something we've talked about for weeks now. And since we do so much talking about that kind of stuff, I, I just, we thought it'd be a good idea to have a platform where we could talk mm -hmm. about this kind of stuff. And that is how we got to where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> and and now Ben is basically uh, second in command here at One Up Creative and Shoreline Media, and he's taken on a whole lot of responsibility. and And this year may be the first year he's doing weddings on his own. We'll see. Mm -hmm. And and we're really excited to be joining you guys 
in future podcasts. And we got a lot of ideas planned out for podcasts, and hopefully there's going to be a Shoreline blog coming soon. But we'll see about that. We don't want to push too many things at one time yeah. right now because you know we're only a couple of people and we can only do so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is the story of how we got where we are. Do you know of anything that I missed, Ben? Oh, God. Not really. Yeah, an hour and 21 minutes worth. <laughs> um. Hey, you went straight from the start yeah. and straight to where we're at. I, from where before I started, I have no knowledge of what happened before then, so I don't think you missed anything. Uh, there's really. a whole lot of stuff we talked about here in this episode, but hopefully that gives you guys a lot of background. Uh, and obviously, there's a whole lot of stuff that I skipped, a whole lot of details, and um, that'll be that could be on other podcasts too. Yeah, we'll so. probably. 50 episodes into this, you guys will probably know a whole lot more about us than you'd ever want to. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But this first episode, we just wanted to give you guys a lot of the background of how we got to be 1UP Creative and Shoreline Media and how the Shoreline podcast came to exist so that you guys can know a little bit about us for future episodes. All right. All right. Ready to wrap it up? Yeah. All right. So that is episode one of the Shoreline podcast in the books awesome yeah we'll see if this is pretty good or not uh audio quality is probably not the greatest again still trying to work out a lot of the kinks technically this episode we recorded in my parents basement while i'm up here in sandusky (laughs) from cincinnati and we're just up here laying laying on the floor when we get a studio this is gonna be so much better yeah it's gonna happen we're gonna build something i don't care how it happens it's gonna happen even if we're in a shed. <laughs> or a... Uh, Something. Shipping container. Shipping container. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you listen to the whole thing, probably absolutely no one's going to hear this one. Uh, because the first episode of anything doesn't get heard. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of our pilot. And we wanted to test things out. And hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you are listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, my name's Jared. I'm Ben. And, and this has been the Shoreline Podcast. Yeah, and please go listen to the ones following after this one, if you ever listen to this one. So uh, and yeah. so you can hear one that's better. <laughs> one that's better and better after that. And more information on whatever else about us or our company and whatever we do up here. Yeah. All right. See you guys later.